Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 13, verses 10 through 17. We're going to hear about a woman being healed who has a disabling spirit. But I think based on how Luke organizes this with relation to the previous two texts that we've covered on the Daily Dose, that there is a bigger, more important point that is being made in how these passages are laid out. Before we get to that, I want to thank the Family Leader for being our 2022 Daily Dose Devotion sponsor. You can learn more about them in the announcement announcements at the end of this podcast. Andrew and I were able to be at their leadership summit last week, did an impromptu interview with the great worship leader, Christian singer, songwriter, Tommy Walker, which we just published on our Conversations podcast yesterday, so you can go listen to that. So we're thankful to the family leader for not only sponsoring our Daily Dose Devotions podcast, but for giving us the opportunity to be at that conference and make that connection. Let's dive into the text. Verse 10. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and there was a woman who had had a disabling spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, woman, you are freed from your disability. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and she glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, there are six days in which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, you hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away? to water it? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? As he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the people rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. So I want to touch on a couple things before we get to the meat of this. First of all, this woman had a disabling spirit. Jesus says she was bound by Satan. Her disability was spiritual in nature. That's intriguing, isn't it? And the only reason I highlight it is because throughout scripture, and we We've mentioned this before. There are several instances where a sickness or a disease is attributed to spiritual factors. And I think if we're going to take scripture seriously, I think our minds need to be broad enough and open enough to consider that some of the sickness or some of the disease we see around us is not primarily biological in nature, but it's primarily spiritual in nature. Now, I'm not saying that every cancer diagnosis is because Satan is specifically oppressing someone, that every disability or disease is because of of spiritual forces. I mean, I suppose you could argue indirectly that because there is sin in the world, that sickness and disease are a result of that sin. I'm not talking about indirect cause, though. I'm talking about direct cause. And I don't know how to determine or if it's possible to determine which sicknesses and diseases, which instances are primarily caused by spiritual oppression and which sicknesses and diseases are just the cause of cells getting out of whack or chromosomes not lining up the right way. And I'm also not advocating the over-spiritualization of every disease or sickness, but I think that we should, as Christians and people who submit to God's Word, I think we should have room for the category or the possibility that some sickness is primarily spiritual. And I'm not sure what to do with that, but I just thought I'd point it out. Another thing I want to point out is how Jesus low-key cuts these guys off at the knees. The leader of the synagogue steps up and self-righteously says, hey, it's the Sabbath. Jesus, this purported Messiah, is breaking the commandments because 
because he's healing on the Sabbath. But Jesus calls out their hypocrisy. He says, guys, you loosen your ox or your donkey from the manger to go walk it over to where the water is. So you tell me that your ox or your donkey is more valuable than this woman who needs to be loosed of this disability that she's been strapped with for 18 years? I was just talking to a pastor last night about how churches have put an emphasis on rules and traditions that have nothing to do with the heart of God and that are just legalistic weights that are placed around people's necks and that give the world the wrong impression of what the faith is all about. Kind of like what's going on with these hypocrite religious leaders that Jesus is calling out right here. So now, what is this text really all about? Well, to understand that, I think we need to look back at the last two texts that we've covered, chapter 13, verses 1 through 5, and verses 6 through 9. In the first text, Jesus says, when a tragedy comes, when there's a significant loss or death that happens, rather than try to figure out why that took place, you ought to take it as a sobering reminder that loss and tragedy are going to come to you. You're going to die someday, and you better be right with God before that happens. You better repent before that happens. In the next text, he talks about a fig tree that's not bearing fruit, and while God is patient to give it a little more time, the day is coming where if that fig tree does not bear fruit, it's going to be cut off. Again, that fruit comes from repentance, from turning one's heart toward God, putting their faith in Jesus Christ. And now this situation happens with this woman who has this disability, and the essence of it is, despite those first two passages before this, where they've been warned to repent and warned to repent again, they still haven't repented. They're still stuck in the rut of legalistic rules and a religious system that fails to understand the heart of God, embrace the kingdom of God that Jesus is ushering into the world. It fails to acquire the forgiveness that they need, the righteousness that they need, the penalty for their sin being paid. So despite the warnings, these Jewish leaders aren't getting the message. And I would say the way we can apply that today is pretty straightforward. Here in the West, in North America, in the United States, we have access to the gospel that is unprecedented throughout history. There are churches on every other corner. There are TV channels and radio stations and ministries that are pumping the message of the gospel out to the masses with great frequency and clarity. Most people in America have a Bible in their home, if not 25. They have access to the internet or to an app on their phone where they can see what scripture says. And the exhortation to repent and be made right with God through faith in Christ almost cannot be missed. But despite those warnings, despite the access that we have to the truth, people are missing it. Just like this synagogue leader. They think that the rules and the religious system jumping through these hoops are going to get it done for them, and they just aren't. Don't be those kind of people. Be like people who hear the message and take it to heart, who repent, who put their faith in Christ and are made right with God before it's too late. And once you've taken care of that for yourself, invest your time and your money and your energy and your attention in helping others come to the same conclusion, your kids, your grandkids, people in your neighborhood, people who you work with, because the opportunity to respond to the gospel is not going to be here forever, friends. People drop over from heart attacks unexpectedly. People get killed in car accidents unexpectedly. And one day Jesus is going to return and the window of time to respond to this stuff is going to be closed forever. Gosh, I love how God has had Luke lay this all out so we can see it clearly. Come back for more next week. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which has aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives. 
the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.